to the Management Insights Podcast with your hosts, Phil Meidlack and Brad Hansen. You're about to hear from two proven leaders with over 50 years of combined experience with the goal of helping leaders and teams break through to the next level. Phil and Brad take a practical, easy to understand and fun approach to tackling everyday challenges. Here's Phil and Brad. Hey, good morning, Brad. Good morning, Phil. I'm super excited about talking about our topic today, which is exponential versus incremental thinking. Man, it's, it's, a, it's a topic that I talk about all the time with business leaders, business owners, uh, anybody in sales, whether it's a sales rep or um, a sales leader, a sales manager. And in fact, uh, uh, I'd like to start out uh, and, and just tell a quick story about a meeting that I had with a sales team last week. Uh, about this exact topic, and that is, you know, exponential versus incremental thinking. And a sales leader, somebody that I've, I've been working with for about a year now, asked me to jump on a, uh, a 2018 planning call with their team. And the, really the goal is to get the uh, sales team to kind of open their minds to bigger possibilities, you know, bigger paychecks, things of that nature. And, you know, the team's a great team. I've spoken to all of them once before, just good people. The, the leader's a great, a great guy. So we get on the phone, and uh, and basically I'm running the meeting. The the, the leader is is hosting it, and I asked the uh, the sales team to um, uh, I asked everybody one simple question. That is, did they establish what I refer to as a PI goal or personal income goal for 2017? And they all said uh, that they did. You know, I can tell you from experience, a lot of people don't do that. So um, if they all did that, that's fantastic because you got to set a goal for yourself. Um, uh, you know, each and every year. And then I asked the team. Do they all have they all established uh, PI goals for uh, 2018? And of course, they all said yes. And I said, great. I'm not going to ask you what your income goal is on this call. But what I'd like you to do is share with me and with your team uh, what growth did you, you know, what was the growth percentage that you uh, uh, you gave yourself? In other words, are you looking to grow 10 percent, 20 percent? You know, what what growth goals did you set for yourself? And I went around the horn with uh, with the folks um, uh, in the meeting. And there was a lot of 10 and 15 percenters in there. There was uh, two people that had a 20 percent income goal, you know, growth goal, which is I mean, that's that's fantastic. Uh, but then I asked them, I introduced this concept of um, exponential versus incremental thinking, an exponential mindset versus an incremental mindset. And if you if you just look around a little bit, the, the vast majority of human beings are probably incremental thinkers. Would you oh, agree absolutely. with that, Brad? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and, and they don't realize the human potential that resides within them. And so, you know, to have somebody kind of challenge you and ask you if you're, you know, or do you think you have an incremental or, or, or an, uh, an exponential mindset, it, it, it challenges your, your, your comfort level a little bit. It challenges your paradigm. And, and what I wanted to help them understand is that, you know, uh, first of all, all of your goals, you know, they're good goals, right? 10, 15, 20%. But it's probably uh, well below, you know, you're playing well below your capabilities. And they're like, wow, you know, 20% seems pretty, pretty amazing. And I shared with them uh, two stories. There was a, a, a gal that I worked with. We took her income from $38,000 to $175,000 in five years. There was, uh, uh, and she was just under uh, 40. And there's a, a, a gentleman in his early to mid 40s that I helped him get from $104,000 in terms of PI or personal income. And a goal this year was to break 200, and he got 198.5. So that's a win. 
I was just going to almost send him a check for 1500 bucks so he can say he got over 200 <laughs> So, but, you know, the, the, the real difference maker is a lot of times uh, what I've noticed with people is that um, we have this word that you and I enjoy talking about. <laughs> we, have, we have this head trash or these self-limiting beliefs. And the head trash is, you know, that some people, I, I just kind of refer to uh, uh, an old line in Wayne's World, which is an old, old movie, but where people, uh, uh, the, the two main characters said, hey, we're not worthy, we're not <laughs> worthy. And there, <laughs> there's so many people that just don't feel that they're worthy to make a hundred and a quarter, 150, 200, $300,000 a year, you know, uh, and, and, or that they don't, whatever the goal might happen to be. I work with owners as well. And, you know, the goal might be getting from 1 million to 10 or 10 to a hundred million or whatever it might happen, you know, whatever that goal might happen to be. And so, you know, part of this message is really getting, I, I want people to identify, you know, what their self-limiting beliefs might be and then figure out how to address those or pick up the phone and, and, and ask for some help on that. But we have, we have to take ownership if we have any if we have any mental barriers, if you will, self-limiting beliefs that prevent us from dreaming bigger. And the message for them is really that, you know, first of all, you, your, your manager believes in your ability to, to reach these bigger goals. And, and so do I. And quite candidly, if you establish a personal goal that's, uh, uh, that's robust, it's oftentimes way bigger than the quota that you've set for yourself. And then you know, boy, once you believe in yourself and you get rid of the head trash and these self-limiting beliefs, sky's the limit. And so, you know, my encouragement is really, you know, without going into the details of these two stories, I'm happy to do that at some point. But on this brief podcast, it, uh, we, we don't really have time for that. But I know you have a story that uh, it was a meeting that goes back a whole bunch of years. You want to share that story about exponential versus incremental thinking? Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's interesting because you, you took it from the, an individual and we were looking at it as a company. And uh, this is years ago, uh, probably what 11 or 12 years ago, we were sitting in a little uh, a conference room at a hotel having one of our quarterly operational planning meetings with, with you, Phil. And uh, the the owner and founder of the company was up in front of the group talking about his goals and vision for the company. And he, he threw out a number to uh, to the company. It was it was, you know, he wanted he wanted us to be thinking about what it would take to become a 60 million dollar company. And at the time, we still weren't even doing 20 million dollars. I think we were just shy of 20 million dollars uh, that year in revenue. And I remember and I know you remember because we've, we've talked and laughed about this many times. But just kind of the the look in the room, this like, oh my goodness, you know, what was Ken drinking, or what <laughs> <laughs> what did he eat, uh, you know, last night? That's uh, and and yet, as he talked through his confidence in in why this was was really doable, it's because as he walked us through the history, both of you know, he had ran the company for about ten years before I joined, and then and then I had been with him at that time, I think uh, maybe four years, and he said, if we look back, this is just kind of how we operate. We, we, we set a big number, we set a big goal and we figure it out as we go. And, uh, and so, you know, a couple of things happened. One instantly the, the room went from kind of stress and tension of, Oh my goodness, the, the owner just said he expected us to find a way to grow this company to triple, to, you know, triple in size. <laughs> yeah. In the next three to five years. And then he, then he said, but you know what, we're going to figure this out as we go. It's not, we're not going to identify every specific thing we're going to do today, but I just want the mindset for the company to be that this is where where we're going. And it, it flipped immediately the mood from 
kind of skepticism and and fear to excitement and, oh my goodness, well, think about that. Like, what would that mean for me as an individual if this company was now 60 million? What, what new opportunities would be in front of me? And you could just see that's where everybody was. And we had our management team in the, in the room at the time. And truly that shaped then the behaviors individually for all of us over the next year and two years and three years. And sure enough, I think it was about three and a half to four years that we hit that uh, 60 million mark. Yep. Uh, so it, it's, it, it works at an individual level. It works at, a, at an organizational level. And to your point, we do these podcasts more around sales and, and leadership and management. But, but this, this works, I think, in all aspects of, of a person's life. Just getting out of your own way, eliminating that head trash of, well, gee, this is, I, I probably can't really accomplish this or that thing is, it's too ambitious to think I could ever do this thing or that thing is most often the only thing that is stopping us from actually accomplishing those big, audacious, fun, exciting goals is, is our own head trash. Yeah, and and I, I agree with the statement. We've heard it. We've heard it before. I've heard it. You've heard it. But it's such a true statement. We have to get out of our own way. And one of the things that I noticed, you know, when we talk about exponential versus incremental thinking and dreaming, and you know, building building plans that reflect, you know, a bigger a bigger dream, a bigger goal, is uh, so many people come from a mindset of scarcity versus abundance. You know, scarcity is is fueled by by survival, right? I mean, if I, if somebody's had a bad year, they're trying to survive, right? Whether it's the owner of the company, whether it's, and it doesn't mean they're, they're scraping by, but they could be. And, and again, a, a lot of people, when they have incremental thinking, you know, they're, they're, they're just coming from a place of scarcity. And what they have to realize is it's just your mindset. You know, th- there's abundance out there for everybody. And you, th- you know, people just have to decide that, it's for them and they're willing to put the work into it. I mean, I'm not saying just think it, you know, think in terms of abundance and you're going to have it. You got to put the effort in. There's no doubt about it. You know, that's, that's part of it, but it all starts with the right mindset. You know, just like great performance starts from a healthy culture, you know, great performance also starts from a healthy mindset. What you just said is so important that the mindset of, of abundance then will lead most often to the behaviors to accomplish it in reaching, you know, those goals and uh, being rewarded by that abundance. And so it is a, there is a cause and effect, you know, you can't just sit back and say, oh, I'm just going to think that I'm, I'm going to accomplish something. But really it is the most important step. Like you do have to think and believe that you can do that. But the, the other things, and you and I have talked about this, our experiences within Go Engineer and other companies you and I have been involved with, usually isn't that it's the difference is that somebody's a lot smarter than somebody else or or outworking somebody else. And those things are, you know, great if you have some intelligence and if you've been blessed to, and, and certainly there's, you know, hard work, there's no substitute for hard work. But most of the people we work with are hardworking people and are, are coming in every day and trying to do the right things. That The difference most often is the mindset. And so that, I think that's why this this message is is so important. Yeah, it's uh, it's huge. It, it's really interesting when I think through you know so many great people that I work with. That belief system of I don't want to say mediocrity because there's not mediocrity, but there is there's a distinct lack of you know with some people just uh, this ability that we could be three times. I can double my income in two years. The company could be three times, four times. It just isn't there. And in, in, in my job, in your job, 
is really to help in Ken's job back when the company was under $20 million is to see the potential that truly does exist, right? We're, he's just not making stuff up, right? So see the potential that really exists within a company, within a team and within, in, within an individual and then, you know, help do a, you know, a capabilities review, an asset review. Here's why. Here's the marketplace that you're playing in. Here's the true potential. Here's the upside. Now, let's do a little asset review or a capabilities review of yourself. This is what qualifies you to go get it, you know, if you put the effort in. But you got to believe it. And then, then you're leveraging the gifts that you have. You know, let's just leverage those. Those gifts are big time. But you got to believe it. The only difference between I try to tell people if, if you know, if, if you have a competitor out there, if I'm your competitor and, you know, we have the equivalent skill set and I have this can do attitude and you have a survival attitude in the same space, I'm going to beat you. Now, bottom line is you got to adopt that yourself, you know, and, and part of my job is helping, helping teams, helping companies and helping individuals realize that, boy, they've got a big, a big potential in there if, you know, inside of them already, if they just, if they just believe it themselves. So two things that, that occur to me as you're, as you're talking about that one, because I think it's most often, I'll speak from within Go Engineer, not so much a mindset of mediocrity, we certainly are not hiring the type of folks that just kind of look at today and say, well, ho-hum, I can just make it through. However, what it most often is, is status quo thinking, right? Like they come in and they think, well, this is the current state. So this is all there is. And they, you know, they go about doing a good job and trying to effectively manage to that current state, that status quo. And what we're trying to, what we're trying to do is say, Hey guys, whatever it is today, we know there's so much more opportunity. And I, I remember one of my favorite management meetings that I got to sit in and, and one of our sales managers, he was rolling out uh, for the new year, the quotas uh, to to his reps. And to your point, we're, we're often, quotas are almost a, a curse in the sense that they almost set this low expectation for what, what an individual should be doing. And, and this sales manager was, I loved the messaging because he rolled it out and he said, okay, guys, kind of here's the quotas. He said, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually argue that these quotas are like a, almost a minimum because here's the thing in, in our particular geography, we know that we have at least one other competitor that does exactly what we do. So, so there's at least twice as much business out there because, you know, our competitor, let's just assume they're going to, they're going to be going for a similar type of a number. So we have that business that there's nothing stopping us from going and getting except for ourselves. And then that's a, that's a competitor who does really almost identically the same thing. Then there's another two or three competitors that do maybe not the exact same thing, but similar enough that that marketplace is ours for the taking as well. So all we've done is carved out a quota based on a historical number that we did last year, but we all acknowledge there's probably three to four times the business out there than this quota number is. So, you know, go get it. Go, go. There's nothing stopping you from getting that. And, uh, and we've seen time and again, and you've, you've uh, been able to work with some of those folks within our organization. And so it's, a, it's real because you see every year these kind of breakout performers that just get over the mindset. And, and you know, maybe it's a territory that for years just incrementally grew at 5 or 10%. And then all of a sudden a, new, a person with a different mindset comes in, kind of reviews, okay, this is what I can do here. And all of a sudden they, they crush it. They do twice the business, you know, the, the following year. And uh, we have so many examples of that within our organization. And, and I know you have as well, working with not only our company, but many, many others. 
Yeah, well, and, you know, I, I don't work with, you know, people that have a, a mediocre mindset. And, and uh, so that's, that's, I mean, you know, the folks that I work with are really high achievers. But it is interesting, though, when you think about, uh, we, we've been conditioned into thinking about growing at 8, 10, 12, 15 percent. And that's really, that's really a bureaucratic mindset. It's not an entrepreneurial mindset, right? I mean, bureaucrats say, all right, what are we going to, let's put, a, you know, 8 percent, 10 percent, 12 percent. And, and, you know, when, when I think about my career, I've always asked myself, well, how am I going to double and how long will it take to double? What's my doubling strategy? You know, whether it's the size of the company, the income, you know, whatever it might happen to be, the, the, the number of clients. And then when, when you ask a bigger question, you're going to get a bigger answer. And that's, that's the other thing that I try to help this team understand. And that is you may not know how to double your income in two years, you know, or double the size of the company in three and a half years. But I, I kind of look at our brains, you know, we have to rewire our brains, you know, neuro-linguistic programming. We have to kind of uh, record, we have to uh, record over another tape inside our brain. And I always look at our brains, even though this is an incorrect characterization of our brains, but I always look at it as kind of a front <laughs> processor and a back processor. And the front processor helps us function day in and day out. And the back processor is where I figuratively like will throw up a challenge or a problem or an opportunity in the back of my head. Like if I'm out for a run, I'll just kind of lob it up there. You can picture me doing that in the street saying, okay, I don't know what the answer is, but could you go chugging away on this? And the back you know, computer processor chugs away, chugs away. And a month later or two months later or whatever might happen to be, it's like, wow, that answer just pops into my head. You know, when I'm running or when I'm driving or when it's ever happened to you too, where you, you have a tough problem, you just throw it, you lob it back there and you say, okay, not sure where to go with this. Just work on this in the background. I know that sounds kind of it sounds kind of weird, but <laughs> that's that's actually the thing that has uh, in my life kind of been the mode of setting my goals is exactly that thing that you say. I, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to set some goals. Usually, those goals aren't things that I'm thinking about. Well, today and tomorrow and next week, I'm going to figure all this out. Usually, those goals are the things that I'm throwing in the the back processor to say, okay, here's something I re- really like to accomplish. I don't know quite how to do it today. But I want to throw it out there because I know that if I do that, just my behaviors and my thinking and my interactions are going to be more keyed around accomplishing that goal almost at a subconscious level. It's, you know, it really is. Yep. Well, that's it. The, that's the point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I love, yeah, that's actually, that's a fantastic way to kind of to frame that visual because uh, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's a wrap for uh, for today's topic. Um, as usual, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to this. And if you have any topics you'd like Brad and I to cover, just uh, email me at phil at mydlackmanagement.com and Brad at... You can find me at bhansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, at goengineer.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Management Insights Podcast with Phil Mydlack, Executive Coach, and Brad Hansen, CEO of Go Engineer. Check out the complete list of Management Insight podcasts. And if you have a topic you'd like Phil and Brad to address, email your suggestion to phil at mydlacmanagement.com. That's phil at m-y-d-l-a-c-h management.com. Management Insights, helping leaders and teams break through to the next level. 